Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing, Part 12, The Day of the Lord, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week, we posted our episode titled, The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing, Part 11, The Parable of the Ten Virgins, Part 2, on August 14th. In that episode, we noted that Jesus' own words are, Stay alert! Exclamation point. That means that Jesus was emphatic and may be assertive when he said, Stay alert! So, why do we read of these ten virgins falling asleep? How can one fall asleep and somehow still be alert? These are a couple of the questions of which we sought answers. We also noted that Barnes' New Testament notes told us, the bridegroom tarried, that is, while they waited for him. It was uncertain at what time he would come. He delayed longer than they expected. You should note that we never found any text that said he would never come, which would invalidate everything Jesus sought to accomplish. The only text that we could find said, as noted here, that he was delayed in his coming to catch up his bride from earth. This is in part why this parable, this similitude, is used. It is so that all who hear or read in their Bibles will find it easy to understand what Jesus was saying. Marriage, therefore, is only an example, a similitude, of the real subject at hand that Jesus was teaching. William Burkett said, At midnight, that is, at the most dismal and unseasonable time, when all the virgins were fast asleep, and... To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing, Part 11, The Parable of the Ten Virgins, Part 2. This week, we will examine the day of the Lord in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-11. through 11. This will help us better understand much of what we have learned to this point. It will show better how this subject of Jesus coming again on the clouds in a hidden way to catch his people up before the great tribulation begins has real basis in truth. We should closely note the Apostle states, 1. That it was well understood by the Thessalonians that the coming of the Lord would be sudden and at an unexpected moment. 2. He refers to the effect of his coming on the wicked and the righteous and says that it would be attended with the sudden and inevitable destruction of the former but that the result of his coming would be far different on the righteous. 
the prospect of his coming was fitted to make them watchful and sober, and his advent would be attended with their certain salvation. From Barnes' New Testament Notes That is the summation of what we are going to delve into, which, as you will see, supports all we have learned so far. This is to demonstrate how populated our Bibles are with this subject. Most of this study has been found in the New Testament. However, because of this subject's size and scope, it is found in both Testaments. Yes, the Old and the New Testaments. Our scripture reads, Now on the topic of times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord will come in the same way as a thief in the night. Now when they are saying, there is peace and security, quote unquote, then sudden destruction comes on them, like labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will surely not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in the darkness for the day to overtake you like a thief would. For you all are sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So then we must not sleep as the rest, but must stay alert and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we are of the day, we must stay sober by putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, our hope of salvation. For God did not destine us for wrath, but for gaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, so that whether we are alert or asleep, we will come to life together with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, just as you are in fact doing. From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-11 through 11. Notice how this passage opens to the Thessalonians. It read, now on the topic of times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you. The Thessalonians, obviously, by how this verse is written, knew all that is needed to know of the times and seasons, even the hidden return of Christ for his people before the Great Tribulation period begins. In fact, they knew it so well that the verse ends with, You have no need for anything to be written to you. Are we that knowledgeable in the subject of the return of Christ for his people before the Great Tribulation period? For that matter, are we that knowledgeable on the subject of his second coming to earth for his 1,000 year reign? After all, the Thessalonians were so knowledgeable, at least on the subject of his return before the Great Tribulation, that they needed no additional writings to inform and teach them. 
are any of God's people today even half that knowledgeable on this subject? I know many who are not. But of the times and the seasons, the reference here is to the coming of the Lord Jesus and to the events connected with his advent. You have no need that I write unto you. That is, they had received all the information on the particular point to which he refers, which it was necessary they should have. He seems to refer to the suddenness of his coming. It is evident from this, as well as from other parts of this epistle, that this had been, from some cause, a prominent topic which he had dwelt on when he was with them. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Barnes referenced also 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. The minor context is verse 8 through 10, of which I will read. For from you the message of the Lord has echoed forth not just in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place reports of your faith in God have spread, so that we do not need to say anything. For people everywhere report how you welcomed us and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, our Deliverer, from the coming wrath. From 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. Our reference verse is verse 10. In the passage before us, he says that the return of the Son of God from heaven was an important point which had been insisted on when he was there, and that their conduct, as borne witness to by all, had shown with what power it had seized upon them and what a practical influence it had asserted in their lives. They lived as if they were, quote, waiting, end quote, for his return. They fully believed in it. They expected it. They were looking out for it, not knowing when it might occur, and as if it might occur at any moment. They were, therefore, dead to the world, and were animated with an earnest desire to do good. This is one of the instances which demonstrate that the doctrine that the Lord Jesus will return to our world is fitted when understood in the true sense revealed in the Scriptures to exert a powerful influence on the souls of men. It is eminently adapted to comfort the hearts of true Christians in the sorrows, bereavements, and sicknesses of life to lead us to watchfulness and to an earnest inquiry into the question whether we are prepared to meet him, to make us dead to the world, and to lead us to act as becomes the children of light, to awaken and arouse impenitent and careless sinners, and to excite Christians to self-denying efforts to spread the gospel in distant lands, as was the case at Thessalonica. 
every doctrine of the gospel is adapted to produce some happy practical effects on mankind, but there are few that are more full of elevated and holy influences than that which teaches that the Lord Jesus will return to earth and which leads the soul to wait for his appearing. From Barnes New Testament Notes Now, from this commentary passage, notice these six items the Thessalonians had firmly in mind. 1. They lived as if they were, quote, waiting, end quote, for his return. 2. They fully believed in it. 3. They expected it. 4. They were looking out for it. 5. Not knowing when it might occur. 6. It might occur at any moment. These six items were very well rooted in the minds of the Thessalonians. How well rooted in your mind are these six items? I broke these six items out of our commentary to make them more visible to you. We need to have these six items firmly rooted in our minds and hearts. That is because we need to be waiting for his return for us as well as realizing that it could occur at any moment in time, especially these days. The takeaway in this list is that we especially need to fully believe in his return, fully expect it, and to be looking for his return at any moment. We expect it at any moment because we know not when his return will occur. Notice what Barnes told us in the result of mindfully making these six points our own, solidly. They were, therefore, dead to the world and were animated with an earnest desire to do good. Notice those two important things here. 1. They were dead to the world. 2. They were animated with an earnest desire to do good. How many people who say they are God's own in a post-coronavirus or post-COVID-19 world are dead to this world and are animated by their earnest desire to do good? The total number might be much smaller than anyone might care to admit. That is because the world has become a less desirable place than before our global illness and other issues came to pass. While I could continue, I will move on to keep this podcast as upbeat as possible. Just remember, though, the last days, just before the hidden return of Christ, is not an upbeat time in life on this world. Moving on. We also want to note the Bible reference that commentary gave us. It is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 37 through 44. However, the full context starts with verse 36. I will start there for the fuller context. But as for that day and hour, no one knows it, not even the angels in heaven, except the Father alone. For just like the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For in those days before the flood, 
People were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and took them all away. It will be the same at the coming of the Son of Man. Then there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one left. There will be two women grinding grain with a mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay alert, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have been alert and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Our other reference we are referred to is found in Matthew chapter 25, verse 13. It is also quoted from the parable of the ten virgins, which ends with, Therefore, stay alert, because you do not know the day or the hour. Now, notice this from this passage. But as for that day and hour, no one knows it. Therefore, stay alert because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Therefore, you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. We are then referred to Matthew chapter 25, verse 13, which also says, Therefore, stay alert, because you do not know the day or the hour. Folks, this is the huge takeaway from all we have examined thus far. You have to figure that people only repeat what they say to reinforce it in the mind of the listener or reader. This is why I broke out these comments in these two scripture passages. Notice what we have in a total of ten verses, in that we have five verses telling us to be ready for an unexpected arrival of Jesus for his bride that will be unexpected. Five of ten verses tell us this. That is half of them. That is 50% of them. That is how important this message is for us, especially given the times we now live in that, at least, have the appearance of being those last days before Jesus comes for his church to take them home. When Jesus catches up his church, life here is completely over as these children of God will begin a new and eternal life with him with all that is to come in that new life. For you know quite well that the day of the Lord will come in the same way as a thief in the night. Now when they are saying, quote, there is peace and security, end quote, then sudden destruction comes on them, like labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will surely not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in the darkness for the day to overtake you like a thief would. For you all are sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. From Barnes New Testament Notes, 
we read in closing, A thief comes without giving any warning or any indications of his approach. He not only gives none, but he is careful that none shall be given. It is a point with him that, if possible, the man whose house he is about to rob shall have no means of ascertaining his approach until he comes suddenly upon him. In this way, the Lord Jesus will return to judgment, and this proves that all the attempts to determine the day, the year, or the century when he will come must be fallacious. He intends that his coming to this world shall be sudden and unexpected. Is there anything else in which his coming will resemble that of a thief? And if this be the true point of comparison, how can it be true that men can ascertain when that is to occur? Assuredly, if they can, his coming will not be like that of a thief. Next week, we will continue to examine this subject titled The Day of the Lord. We will continue to see several things in our biblical passage that we have already seen in previous episodes of this study. Our passage in 1 Thessalonians will continue to bring several things to greater understanding and purpose. Join us next week for our episode titled The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing, Part 13, The Day of the Lord, Part 2. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. Also, please check our show notes for links to our website and other information you may want to know. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. 
we refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sunday's U.S. East Coast time zone. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh, many sooner than others. Our website is located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.